Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host Tony Canyas, struggling with with my camera right now. Uh, what what's going on? I know, yeah, you got all foggy. There you go. Yeah, now you're here. Uh, oh. So I I've got I've got a really really nice camera with a really nice lens, but apparently today it's struggling to find me. There we go. There you uh, go. It allows me to to blur my background, but if it's not right on me, I'm blurry. Okay, let's try this again. Uh, Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Kanyas. And today I have with me Jocelyn Getson, Chief Growth Officer at Bindable. Uh, Jocelyn, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. And how are you? I hear you're back from vacation. So welcome back from that. <laughs> yes, I'm doing fantastic. Just got back from Israel, Jordan, and Palestine. It was It was a very fun week uh so yeah it, it, oh you're I, doing better yeah. than me then that sounds amazing <laughs> a fantastic one exactly it's, it's, it's been a good week it's been a good week uh and, and and i'm not jet lagged anymore as, as of like yesterday um so so just we, we always give the, the guests the kind of the, the chance to 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 give the elevator pitch for 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 their company so so what what is bindable yeah, so Bindable uh, is considered a leader in the insure tech space for alternative distribution. So alternative di distribution being one of those big broad terms that encompasses everything from embedded insurance, affinity, sponsor distribution, whatever term you wanna use, it's essentially giving brands and, and carriers the opportunity to sell through brands, uh, to sell insurance products through kind of non-traditional insurance channels. So. Uh, what that really, how, what that looks like in a go-to-market space is, is Bindable has two models uh, to, to try to simplify it. Um, our two models are one of them being a, a true SaaS platform. So what we do is we actually sit in the middle of the distribution arm and uh, the product. So we will take fully ready APIs. So we are not building products over here. We are taking ready fixed uh, APIs. We, we technically are product and carrier agnostic. So that means we can do commercial, we could do personal lines. Today, we are really focused on personal lines. So we have a selection of auto, uh, home, everything from pet insurance, home warranty, life insurance. Uh, we work with a, a lot of different carriers. I think we have integrations with 40 plus carriers for those products. So we ingest their APIs, we have them ready to go to show quotes. Uh, and then those quotes are displayed uh, either through white label sites that we build. So we build, I think we power over 500 unique instances of different uh, digital front ends for, for uh, quote display uh, for the, the true customer journey. Uh, and then we also are able to, um, to embed. So we have a single point API to actually embed a quote in another relevant journey, but we're really the, the kind of the tech behind it. So we're powering the sites uh, it, and everything that's being put in the front end is actually also being pulled into what we call policy crusher, which is our agent facing software. So essentially we create an omni-channel experience for insurance. Consumers can start on the front end entering their information, or maybe a brand already has some great information and data about that customer. They're able to show quotes and the agent is able to jump into that sale at any time. So if there are quote to bind options, which we all love, fantastic, consumer can go quote to bind. But if there's questions or maybe that API is not quote to bind, an agent can jump in. So the model is being able to license. So if our partner has, has their own appointments, has their own agency, they license the entire platform. The other and kind of newer and interesting area that's that we're seeing a lot of growth in is what we call insurance as a service. 
And insurance as a service is where we uh, really provide a, a fully branded insurance solution. So that means the front end would look just like I just described, could be great fancy websites, could be an API embedded in a journey. But behind the scenes, it can be our agents, so Bindable has an agency, logged in and uh, you know are actually scripted to answer the phone as that brand. So if you're a national brand, maybe, and I'm using examples, not clients, but you know, a Zillow or Credit Karma or any of these type of, you know, new entrants to the market, they can really start day one, hit the ground running and start offering insurance by just creating the call to action. And the rest is being handled by the license agency. Um, and so it gives them some, a really nice opportunity to test and learn. So that's hey. a lot, but that's yeah. covers a lot of ground. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, 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 so embedded affinity sponsored. Um, okay, so 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 when I when I think embedded, I I I think uh, I, I I buy the product. Insurance already part of it. Uh, best example being Tesla having I don't know if they still do offer it, but but basically letting you buy the car and including the yes. the, the insurance, right? Okay, so so it, so if if I'm a brand produces something uh that gets insured afterwards i can embed the insurance on it through through you guys so uh, great okay so great point because let's you're right like you can break it down further so embedded you're right embedded can be like a warranty and insurance uh that's built into the product because you're the manufacturer of the product so you're insuring that risk on your own like a tesla that's truly where it's embedded in the purchase. So there's not a, a separate cost for it. We're not there in the US to really the extent, I think you know we'll see more and more of these, uh, the different manufacturers taking that on. Uh, but today embedded, when I say it, I, I do tend to add an embedded in a journey. So that is more of the relevancy of the offer versus it, coming uh, bundled together with the product. So in other words, I'm applying for uh, for, rent, for a rental application to, to rent an apartment. You know you need homeowner or uh, renter's insurance. Renters. Mm -hmm. So making that offer in the middle, like you've already put in all of this data to, to fill out your application, showing a quote at that time and saying, you know, you need renters. Did you know you could get renters from XYZ carrier for whatever it is a month or and, and here's uh, your quote yeah and here's your quote or i am mm -hmm. uh buying my house and i'm ref or refinancing refinancing my mortgage you need to show evidence of your homeowner's insurance i've already put in all more than enough information that's when you want to show the quote so embedded in a relevant journey is okay. is, a, is a good distinction perfect because you're absolutely perfect. right I, it, yeah. I, I, I love i love the example of of the apartment yeah because uh, We've had several apartments. Uh, most of the time, uh, basically, it's hey, you're required to have renters. Yeah. Here, here's a, a business card if, if you if you don't already have it, right? But but it, it is not in any way, which is really funny because because we're we're filling the application online. Yeah, you're uh, filling it so, online so and you're giving them not? more than enough. Yeah, exactly. why would you not? And now you've disrupted. You know, they always talk mm. about insure techs disrupting insurance. It's the opposite. It's like the current experience is actually very disruptive. It's just disruptive to the consumer. So how do you streamline that, make it less disruptive to the consumer 
give them that offer. And by the way, when you're filling it in and you say, oh, and I have a dog, because that's a question on a rental application, you should also get pet insurance. You know, so really capturing the data and, and responding with relevant um, offers. That's that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, then affinity. Okay. So, so, so in my mind, affinity is something like the alumni association from, from my university offering Bingo. insurance. Right. Okay. So, so historically that, that was like, I get a letter in the mail for, right. And then call the 800 number. So, right. so, so, so basically using bindable, my alumni association, I happened to be Iowa state twice, uh, undergrad and MBA, uh, they, they, they could use you guys to set up the website. So uh, great example. And, and so here's, here's what we do. So Bindable was founded in 2009. So we've actually been powering alumni and marketing affinity marketing uh, for, for decades, you know, and it's, uh, or not for over a decade, I should say. Um, and, and that's actually our founder. The roots are really in the alumni associations and the affinity marketing space. Um, where, what happened though, is we had, uh, one of our carrier partners who said, listen, I have all these affinity groups. Can you help me create these digital front ends? Uh, we have one very large carrier who we power. I think it's a probably a couple hundred sites at this point for them, for different alumni and organizations. So Bindable's not going directly looking for that alumni association because there is a healthy combination still of direct mail and digital engagement. Maybe you put the QR code on your direct mail now to drive them to the website, uh, but we're still facilitating the affinity distribution. We're just powering our partners and giving and they're licensing our SaaS platform and they have their agents in there. And they're maybe spinning up hundreds of these affinity sites to really to really dominate that space. But you're right, like there's been an evolution in affinity and it is more digital still though is a, is a healthy balance of, of direct mail in that space. Not something we do, we focus on the digital. Okay, uh, sponsored, that one I, I truly have no idea. You know, it's one that uh, is kind of thrown out in different ways, but sponsored could be using affinity and trademarks. So essentially like a non-licensed brand allowing you to sort of co-brand. To me, it's evolved really to the more of the embedded or just true kind of lead fill, but usually sponsored in the past has been where you're you're actually paying to use use of log logos and marks. But there's um, there's a real move by a lot of these brands to either become licensed themselves so they can actually share in commissions and it becomes a, a much more um, embedded or uh, integrated experience for that sailing process. But yeah, spo sponsored is, is a little bit more up there with affinity in terms of how um, how that would work and it's evolving into okay. into the extent, yeah. Uh, okay, and, and, and you, you, met, you, met, you mentioned uh, Policy Crusher, uh, which yeah. is uh, the agent facing uh, system. So, so tell me about Policy Crusher, how can agents benefit from yeah it. so agents so it's actually one that we uh that we built ourselves for our own agency back in, in you know for for years and years have built this um our policy crusher which is a crm for agents so it's something that actually has leads lead management allows you to have multiple sources of input coming in and agents to be able to see where the uh that quote or that customer originated from 
Uh, built within there though, is even like local news and headlines and weather. So that, that agent, if they're on the phone with the customer can actually engage and say, hey, Tony, you know, oh wow, I see, you know, the Red Sox one or the weather is whatever and it's cold here. So we're really creating this kind of engagement tool with customers um, and, and the agents actually binding that business or evaluating other quotes for the customer. There's an auto and home, obviously we all love the idea of that quote to bind experience. There's still questions though. If you think about it, you're buying a brand new car or even a used car, but you're financing it. You have to get insurance. You're usually gonna still have a question and say, oh, I'm replacing this car because I had an accident or, oh, remember my last car, this went wrong. You're gonna to wanna to check with your new insurance company and say, hey, by the way, I have three scenarios. Would you cover this, this or that? So agent, the agent component to us, the agent is equal to the customer experience. We need a great agent experience to deliver a great customer experience. We blend those together. So Policy Crusher is essentially a lead management CRM tool that allows uh, that omni-channel experience so that if the customer wants to talk, someone's there and they, they have the engagement tools that they need. And it's, it's effective. We have, I think about a 46% cross-sell rate uh, when agents are using uh, Policy Crusher. So that's typically auto and home bundles, but Again, those ancillary product sales—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's effective. So, yep, so policy crusher doesn't replace the agency management system. It, it does not. No, it, it sits sort of alongside of yeah. it. We have a webhook that can push real-time data into an AMS, or lots of different ways to get the data in and out um, as needed. But yeah, it does a lot up to that point. But the policy download—it's not storing it today. Okay, per perfect. So, yeah. so it collaborates yeah. with, with, with the AMS. It does. Oh. Yeah. And it also collaborates like if you have existing customer data. So this is the key part is the, the way I'm describing it. It makes it sound like your customer always has to go in and enter all this endless information. But it, it, if you already have customer data, if you're a carrier that uh, you know, wants to cross sell other products, or if you're again a, a digital brand uh, that wants that's to every selling, carrier, to every right, then, yes. then use the API, do some basic lead fill, and you're able to actually like get, get the customer's information in there without bothering them. Send them a, a link that's just showing them, you know, verifying their information. So, lots of easy ways to make it simpler for the customer. Yeah, every every personal lines carrier that has more than one line, so so uh, very few exceptions are more than line. Uh, Every yeah. carrier needs to to, to cross sale. They do, uh, and and I think what we're it. seeing, they do, and and I think what we're seeing a lot of, which is interesting. So, you know, back in the day, it was, uh, you know, a carrier only sold their products, right? That's it. I'm X Y Z carrier. I have my auto and my home product. Um, or even today, you know, you have insure techs that are mono line, and in you know, 20 states or 30 states. Um, that's great. What the, I think the, the eyes are opening and where the opportunity lies is that to offer other carriers because you don't write all the risk, you know, and you're not live in every single state. And maybe you don't have a cross sell if you're a home monoline home carrier uh, or insure tech and you want to cross sell auto. Um, this is a perfect opportunity to do that without having to build your own product. Maybe you're getting data and insights like, is this a product that we think are, are customers would like but so really kind of expanding that footprint um of of state access of risks that they don't want to write and uh creating a true choice marketplace so that kind of choice of auto and home because there's not one carrier out there that's one size fits all they need mm, to have yeah. other options so customers are you know you're that you can really ensure that your customers will have an option and that they don't lose that sale to to a competitor so yeah okay 
Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, and, and any, any great customer stories? Well, I think what is uh, probably the most interesting is to see the, the uh, I think especially carriers uh, or, you know, or brokers who they've been doing, they've been in the industry for 20 years, 30 years, you know, in, in, the, in the actual company case, maybe hundreds of years, um, to really get their eyes open to the footprint that can be created by like activating a digital, getting a digital footprint out there. And that hesitation of, you know, jumping into the deep end of, of just getting out there and testing. And I think they over, sometimes it can be overthought. They're like, oh, we need to build this. And this, there's, there's easy ways to test and learn with the digital tools out there. And they're very low capital ways to do that. So um, I really think seeing that adoption and that uh, strategic business development where they can go after these national brands, they can think beyond um, alumni and, and think to, you know, how could I work with more credit cards or credit unions? And um, so it's so it's exciting to see that. And then balancing it with the fact that we do work with a lot of new entrants. We've worked with a lot of different insure tax. And we also work with a lot of just different, again, these digital brands that are out there that have a great digital marketing sense for whatever product they sell, whether it's financial services, whether it's uh, you know, some type of refinancing could be rental properties, whatever it might be, they are really pushing the bar. So you kind of have this balance of people are going, oh, you know what, maybe we should jump into this and others that are diving in the deep end embedding offers right in their journeys, you know, and getting very aggressive about how they offer. So it's, it's interesting to watch um, sort of those th that come together. Uh, I equate what's happening to insurance very similar to what happened in retail when uh, the advent of e-commerce came along, you know, if you equate a brick and mortar uh, retailer, you know, who's always sold from their storefront to a, a traditional agent who, you know, it's Main Street USA agent. When, when the online options came on, it was like, no, no, no one's going to buy, you know, a sofa online without sitting on it. You know, no one's going to buy, you know, a bop or, you know, a, a auto policy without talking to me first. And then they realize, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe they still will buy from you, but they want to shop. They want to learn. They you have an educated customer base. So not being afraid of that, but embracing it and really using it to your advantage is, is key. And carriers being empowered to give their agents those type of tools and giving them access to sort of new ways of thinking and new ways of growing your business. I think it's fun. It's really an exciting time for that. How, 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 does, how does that revenue model work? Uh, and, I, and I realize you've got different types of partners, right? You've got agents, you've got carriers. So, so starting on the, on the agent side, how, mm -hmm. how does the revenue model, model work? And what, what sizes of, of agents, what types of agencies are, are, are a good fit? So we go out, what, who we typically work with is we do work with uh, usually with, with carriers who have either, you know, a captive agent base of their own where they have a lot more say over what types of tools and, and mm -hmm. resources. Um, we, we absolutely work with a lot of brokers um, and, and have some great broker partners who are using that across uh, their, their agencies and then um, and going after new opportunities. Um, and then, of course, the the new brands. Uh, at the the bottom, at the end of it all, Binable is always making money on when our partners are selling policies. So we are premium driven. We're not an engineering firm. We're not trying. We have a lot of engineering capabilities. We're a tech company, but we're really about policy sales. So at the end of the day, the financial model is always going to come down to 
um, selling selling policies. So we're going to partner with people who we believe in their models, and we see the same opportunity that they do. We believe the conversion will be there. Um, you know, we're not a field of dreams of just you know going. Oh well, let's just build it and see if they come. It's like no. I mean, there's there's real ways to look at. Uh, what's the market opportunity here? And we're sort of in it together. You know, SaaS is always going to be a utilization uh, type relationship. And if it's an agency relationship, it's, it's commissions, you know, so you're really at the end of it, um, our models always will come down to making sure our partners are able to sell policies. Okay. That, and that's, that's how it should be, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I cre yeah, creating win-wins. <laughs> Creating a win-win because uh, mm -hmm. uh, we always we always joke, but we have skin in the game. You know, we're in it we're in it together. And so, it's not about signing a contract and hey, see you later, good luck. I mean, it's we have uh, an, an implementation team that's dedicated to uh, our partner implementations. Then we have a relationship management team that they work with that are weekly, monthly. You know, having these meetings. How do we calibrate? How does the marketing get better? Like, it's a real collaborative process, and I think it has to be in this environment that. I don't think anyone's completely cracked the code on digital sales. I mean, you know, there's not an Amazon of insurance. And so it's a test, learn, iterate, you know, calibrate, all of that. And if you're not watching it and you're not continuously improving, you're, you're going to be behind pretty quickly. So that's why I think uh, we attract and win a lot of our partners is because we're not only do we all have insurance backgrounds? Uh, and, and that's what we were bought, you know, kind of grown from, but it's also a matter of, um, you know, really thinking through the business, the business plan and helping our partners get there. Um, one of our strategic investors and partners is uh, through Swiss Re is IptoQ. Um, and IptoQ uh, obviously has some fantastic brands and engagements uh, uh, in Europe and overseas. And when they came to the US, they have their life product and we're their PNC partner in the US. So um, it's it, that's been a fantastic partnership. You know, they, uh, so we always look at that. How can we work? NFP is another great example. Um, Mark Ryder, who's the chief digital officer over there. He is fantastic and, uh, you know, has really embraced digital insurance sales and, and leverages you know, some of our tech to be able to, to bring that to market. So working with these big, you know, carriers and brokers and seeing how they're looking at the market, it's, it's interesting. And, and to me, that's, uh, it's all about, you know, how do we get consumers engaged, get them trusting insurance and get them buying it digitally. So. Okay. Um, you, you've worked for a couple of different insure techs. Um, I have. What, 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 what do you, what do you see coming? The, the next couple of years of, of, of insure tech? I think it's interesting. I think the, the tech side of things, um, what I hope and what I, and I think it will attract new talent if we really position it this way. I, I've said this before, but you know, you look at Uber and if you talk to anyone at Uber, no one at Uber would say, I work for a livery company. You know, I work for a taxi company, right? They would say, I work for a tech company. And so I think attracting new talent that's less focused on insurance and more focused on tech and how you can use the tools available. And that's really going to come down to APIs. So the more comfortable carriers get putting their products, making them available in an API, being able to, you know, ingest that information, more sharing of data. 
it's, it's again, it creates such a better experience for consumers who just want the coverage when they have it. So I really, I, what I hope is that you see that embrace of people being more open to shared data, share systems, more integrations, and that's gonna lead to sort of that ecosystem, another buzzword we haven't touched on, but that ecosystem. So we all start working together. There needs to be a lot more coopetition where yes, we could do the same thing, but you know what, we do this part of it really well and you do this part of it really well. So let's stick in our lanes and come together behind the scenes and, and bring a, a more holistic solution. And I think um, that's what I'm hoping and I, and I am seeing it. You know, We have partners that there could be overlap if we let it look or be that way. But the truth is, is that usually there's something that each partner can be really great at. And if you focus on that and that's your part, you, you end up delivering a better solution and hopefully selling more policies and having okay. a better customer experience. So, okay. yeah. That, 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 yeah. That's I think there's a lot of great tools and people like let's bring those brains together. Yeah. High, high tide rises all ships. So we're, we definitely have seen just a ridiculous influx of, of great tools into the industry yeah. to the point that, that it's, it, it's hard to, uh, to keep track and it's, it's hard to figure out. It, it um, is. And you, you feel bad. Sometimes you, you look at uh, the, the largest organizations out there, you know, are, they do insure tech days and they're always investing and looking and they have innovation arms, but to keep it all straight and to really know what's real, you know, and to, to kind of, uh, I think that's where we should be uh, as individual organizations taking upon ourselves to find kind of best in class partners that just deliver that solution. So you can come in and say, hey, like, like we're, we do this part of it, but maybe we're not an AMS or maybe we're not this, but here's ways that you can still solve for that without just like leaving it for them to figure out. So at least bringing recommendations. So yeah, I think it's a lot of, lot of stuff I, out there. I agree that that is very, very valuable. Yeah. Uh, the partners no. that, that, that are working out, uh, pointing us to, to, to the other potential tools. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Anyway, uh, great having you on. Th thank, thank you so much. You. It's, it's, it's been interesting. I, I, I love the energy that you, that you bring to it and, and, and how, how much you care about what you're doing uh it, it definitely comes across uh wh wh when it, when this goes live i'll tag you on linkedin i'll include the the link to bindable uh thank you so much for coming on appreciate it thank you tony it was great